0: Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this bonus episode. Again, sorry for the delay. We're still working things out with our bonus episodes, but we wanted to make sure to get one out to you ASAP after, or ASAP as possible, after (laughs) (laughs) our Scott's Tots episode. And we're taking a listener, a Patreon suggestion for this one. We asked uh, last week, I think, for some bonus episode ideas, and I think it was Dan who suggested we like focus on a character and sort of follow that person's growth and talk about who they are and how they became that, so we're starting with Ryan, yeah,
1: yeah, we thought we'd start with Ryan. um he's a bit of a minor character to do this for, but he's had such a drastic change of everything, I mean, from looks to personality traits um. Everything that really could be changed about Ryan has been changed threefold um, in just these six seasons, and we still have a few more to go. So uh, yeah, let's let's dive in. Um, I kind of have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different Ryans. <laughs> well,
0: I, I, um, I had five and a half, so I'm glad we sort of okay. took the same approach. What was your first yeah. phase of Ryan?
1: So we've got temp slash business school student. Yeah, that's um, what I called it, too,
0: was temp. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's eager, he wants to make sales, he wants to be a businessman. I mean, he's definitely one of the more sane people at Dunder Mifflin, mm-hmm. which I feel like was their um, kind of angle with the character. Um, throw a sane guy into this crazy office with a crazy boss and just watch him like flounder and, and deal with these insane people. Um, but fear not, he turns crazy himself, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: it was almost like at first he was sort of our window into the documentary. Not like the documentary was ever about him, but we were introduced to the show. Obviously, I think the very first scene actually is Ryan talking to to Michael in his office, or at least one of the very early scenes. So it was like, here is this new job for you. You are the temp here. And there's also cameras everywhere. Hello. And so that, that was sort of just our introduction to everything was kind of through Ryan and he is, he's pretty chill. He does kind of keep to himself a lot. He, he's just keen to stay out of people's way and do his thing. And it's worth noting that in these early season or in this early season, he's still very shocked by Michael uh, as evidenced by in the pilot when he fake fires Pam and Ryan just sort of like, wide-eyed stares on i have nothing to do with this please don't blame me i don't know you i would never even consider doing something like this so he does start from a pretty innocent place
1: right and um i kind of made a note that maybe he'd be friends with jim or even with oscar at this point he's uh he's sane i mean he's he doesn't want to be a quote guy in the office this isn't his passion this is just sort of a thing to make money while he goes to business school, I feel like. Um and then the next Ryan we see, at least I, I differentiated just to be nitpicky, but he mm-hmm. then turns into a junior sales rep. Um still a bit of the same. He's he's still kind of the same guy. He just has a new position.
0: Right. I, I called the next please. phase Oh, sorry, go
1: ahead. Oh no no he 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 still wants to please. That's it.
0: Uh I, I called the next phase uh, again, same as you, basically, he's an employee now, like an official not temp. Um, yeah. And I also sort of side captioned this as the initial Kelly phase, even though that really mm. starts towards the end of season two in the episode Vi- Valentine's Day when he says, I hooked up with her on February 13th. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but
1: Guess I have a girlfriend now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but he officially takes the job episode one of season three because that's when Jim is gone. And so he takes Jim's old spot. And this Ryan is a little bit more uh, vocal. He speaks his mind more often. He's more inclined to maybe even have a little bit of an attitude. Um, later in season three, we've got Benny Hanna Christmas. And I, I thought of the the moment when Michael is trying to get people to come with him to lunch. And Jim, it, Jim doesn't want to go, but Ryan then lists out like 10 different excuses. And he says, it's about playing the game, Jim, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, whoa, okay, where did that come from?
1: Yeah, um, he's definitely more opinionated. He's got more to say. Uh, I feel like generally he's the same guy. Maybe just time has brought out his personality a bit. I mean, when you throw yourself in an office full of new people, it's going to take you a minute to kind of be yourself. I feel like now he's really had the chance to open up. Um, and then we get the most drastic change, I think. Um, he goes from junior sales representative to VP of sales corporate, um, which we see just this giant leap. Um, of course it's, it's left at a cliffhanger of, of a season, um, Mm -hmm. where he's accepting the job with
0: David. Right. Oh, good. Sorry.
1: Oh yeah. And, and that's, I mean, that's what I was going to say is he, he just takes this, this new job and turns into a totally different power hungry, goatee wearing. (laughs) trick
0: <laughs> wow, you went all out <laughs> um, I have feelings, <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it's it's almost like it's something that was hidden underneath all the time, how naturally he slips into it. uh it's like all of a sudden he's telling Michael exactly what he thinks of him, and now that he's in charge of Michael, he's able to uh talk to Michael in a way he was never able to before, but I think the biggest real discussion point for this phase of Ryan is the drug problem because mm-hmm. i never would have pegged him the guy who goes to business school in the evenings is aspiring to be a businessman to all of a sudden be sucked up into drugs and we, i don't think it's ever specified necessarily what drug he gets addicted to but what do you think led him to that do you think it's the location just like being in a big party hotspot of new york city i mean if you know where to look it I can't imagine it being like all of a sudden a whole lot of money because it's not like Jan was rich.
1: Right. I mean, heck, I live in New York City. (laughs) Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, it's not like that unless you choose it to be like that, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it was the abrupt um, change of power, and now he just... The world is his oyster, and he's young, and he's the youngest VP in company history, and he can do anything. He's a young dude, and that's just kind of—he's just taken the world by its horns, you know? And um, I want to do some drugs? Yeah, I'll do some drugs. That's just kind of where his life's at um
0: yeah that actually occurred to me as well right pretty pretty soon after i asked the question is the whole Wonderkind crap that i try and like block out of my right. mind because it makes me <laughs> mad every time he says it oh they all call me Wonderkind. no they probably don't uh, but whatever <laughs> no. uh, but that might have gone to his head and, and it's just like oh people who are this successful this early in life they do drugs that's just how it goes
1: yeah maybe and so he he is successful and he definitely has a fair bit of money um i don't know that jan wasn't rich but she definitely wasn't poor um and ryan's definitely not poor i mean he's spending 200 dollars on a haircut um and drugs aren't cheap so he's affording those um and still maintaining his lifestyle so he just yeah he went off the deep end there for a bit um so much so that he even seemed pleased to see Michael when Michael showed up at the club. So that shows you how off the deep end he was, because in no other <laughs> circumstance would he have been excited to see Michael. And um, that... that comes crash. Go ahead.
0: Oh, sorry. I was just going to do the same thing you were about to do. Um, <laughs> And that leads into the next phase, uh, which is the fired phase. And this is when we first meet him at the bowling alley. Uh, well, I guess technically even before that we meet him filling in as receptionist while Pam is in New York. Yeah. Uh, but then after that, we see him uh, at the bowling alley. And so even between those two, there's a pretty drastic difference. It's like he's mm-hmm. tired of everything at this point and he's full of himself, even more so than normal. It's like he's got the, the VP mindset without the position or the money to back him up anymore.
1: I saw those two as kind of d- quite different the the temp receptionist one and the bowling alley one so as a receptionist he's vindictive i mean he mm-hmm. just came from from a position of power to being a receptionist at a branch that he used to manage um so he really wants to be back on top he misses that he's feeling um yeah vindictive and then as a bowling em- uh, as a bowling alley employee he seems to have lost all of his work ethic i mean he was, at the very top of his good attributes, of which there weren't a ton, a hard worker before. And now he's not, all of a sudden? I mean, he seems to be trying to control the little things in his life, because he can't control the big things at this point. He's just so far gone. that <laughs> um, he's just, I mean, down to the hair, he's the opposite of what he was six months previous, or, or whatever the timeline was.
0: Right. Uh um... I don't think I have anything to add to that. <laughs> um, and that leads into sort of the current Ryan, uh, which is the hipster Ryan, as we've sort of lovingly referred to him. And so that's sort of like the tail end of season five, starting maybe a little bit with Mike. well, I guess it's sort of the same. Uh, the When Michael Scott Paper Company starting with Dream Team, when we see him with the blonde hair at the bowling alley and that sort of evolves into full and hipster where he's like super into technology and he's wearing the hipster clothing and the hipster glasses and he's like too cool for school and it it's it's a weird phase (laughs) again just seeing how just a couple seasons ago he was vp of a major corporation and now he's like i don't know wearing (laughs) <laughs> well, flannel. I don't know if he ever wears straight flannel, <laughs> but I mean, he seems like the kind of guy who would.
1: Right. But totally non-ironically, you know, or totally ironically, rather. Um, I I tried to peg down where this hipster phase came from, whether it's because New York turned him into this pretentious um guy who totes a camera and wears fedoras and he won't tell you where he bought them from or, you know, because... <laughs> I can imagine that that would be the case. Um, New York can turn people kind of pretentious. Uh, sorry, any New Yorkers listening. Um, <laughs> or if he just needed to be interesting and keep himself relevant and um, kind of be the center of attention. And, and here's another thing to to make people, I don't know, pay attention to me. Um, maybe it is kind of a cry for attention because, again, he's fallen from grace. He's fallen from his position of power. And now he's just kind of scrambling for, I don't know, and anything to really, uh, keep him relevant. Mm -hmm. So he goes to this like hipster facade.
0: I sort of think of this as the final version of Ryan, though. He does have a little bit of growth a little bit later, um, involving Kelly, because remember at the end of season eight is when Kelly starts dating Ravi. And, so, things with her and Ryan are over, and he's jealous. And it's weird because Ryan never cared so much about Kelly before she started dating Robbie. And now he's like trying to win her back. And when she leaves at the beginning of season nine, he follows her. And then when they both come back, they hook up at the wedding. It's just strange to see him actively pursue her all of a sudden.
1: Well we did see him get weird when Kelly dated Daryl
0: a little bit um
1: yeah, so he's n- I mean not as weird as, as with Ravi, but he's never done well in fact i I wrote this in my notes um he's the kind of guy I could imagine not being monogamous but expecting his girlfriend to be monogamous um mm-hmm. he would I feel like date any other woman except for Kelly had the opportunity presented it itself, but it never did um but didn't do well when Kelly dated other people. So he's very jealous. Um, and yeah, I mean, he kind of treats Kelly as like his belonging, but it's a purely convenient relationship for him.
0: Um, did you have any other growth moments or story points you wanted to point out for Ryan?
1: Um, I don't think so. I think we hit a good number of
0: them. There's one thing I wanted to say that sort of is unrelated, but I meant to mention it in the Scott's Tots episode, and now I need somebody to remind me to mention it in the next episode, Uh, (laughs) because in the episode, two episodes ago we did, um, it was shareholder meeting when when Jim makes an example of Ryan, right? Mm -hmm. Jim does the same thing that Michael did in business school to put Ryan in his place. Like that occurred to me while we were recording and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, when Jim moved Ryan to the storage closet, that's the same Uh thing that Michael did at the end of business school to put Ryan in his place. Remember that's when he moved him to the annex with Kelly.
1: Oh, to the annex. Yeah. I didn't think about that.
0: Yeah. So Jim is now mimicking, well, maybe not mimicking, but he's making the same management decisions that Michael is inadvertently, uh, And when Michael does it, he says, uh, a manager doesn't fire, he hires and inspires. And so, yeah, I I just thought that was worth mentioning. I thought of it while we were recording the other day, and then I forgot to mention it. And then I was like, okay, I got to mention it next time. And then I didn't mention it next time. So (laughs) since we're talking about Ryan, I just wanted to say, pretty interesting that Jim does the same thing that Michael did as punishment for Ryan.
1: We've seen, I mean, this is not about Jim, but we've seen Jim become more and more like Michael as he holds this manager title. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that, that makes
0: sense. Okay. Well, I think that wraps up this discussion. If you guys liked this, uh, we definitely like to do more. Uh, we are not necessarily waiting for character arcs to wrap up. Ryan certainly hasn't as far as where we are positioned in the actual show. Uh, but if you like these, just give us clues on who you would like to hear us talk about more specifically and hopefully we'll cover everybody eventually, but just let us know who you'd like to hear.
1: And do reach out still if you have any additional bonus episode ideas or even main episode ideas. um, Anything you want us to talk about or answer questions or anything, really. um, You know where to find us.
0: Yeah, and games are fine, too. We just don't want to make our bonus content exclusively games. I think that's sort of shortchanging you guys. So uh, definitely help us make it more discussion-oriented. But an occasional game, that works for me, too, because they're fun. I like games. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it, everybody. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: thanks for listening guys Um, we promise to be better about putting out bonus episodes thanks for your patience Um, we're just running a a little bit short on ideas to be honest so um, please do keep reaching out and we look forward to you tuning in next week
0: bye